Welcome to Ew, That's Creepy podcast. In this episode, it's Jackie's turn to tell Melissa the true story that inspired a popular urban legend. Jackie will walk us through The Bunny Man, a Virginia legend involving an escaped patient wearing a rabbit costume. Please be aware that this episode could be disturbing to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to Unet's Creepy Podcast. Today, we're here talking about another urban legend that might have some truth behind it. Last time, Melissa told us the incredibly creepy and very sad story of Candyman, the history behind that in Cabrini Green. Yeah, I'm still thinking about that episode. I know, that like messed me up. (laughs) That episode was crazy. I know, it took a toll on me and I just keep thinking about Ruthie and just everything that she went through and every time I think about it, it seriously like just gives me this pit in my stomach, but... I looked up so many pictures of Cabrini Green and just, like, all the surrounding buildings near it. Grace Abbott building and all the ABLA buildings. I was in shock. And then I just have to say this because I read it and I was like, what the... At that time, when things were really bad, uh, the mayor of Chicago, it was this woman, I don't remember her name... But she moved into the apartment buildings with her husband and vowed to make it better. And then she moved out in three weeks. Mm-hmm. I Crazy. saw the photos of them in there. I love how Jackie just... I was, like, so into that story. Literally, I was embedded in that story. Jackie, seriously, <laughs> that night after I told it to her, within an hour, I was making dinner. And Jackie texts me and just... It's, Probably seven messages and photos of the area that the housing units and everything like that. I was like, oh my gosh, Jackie. You would have thought Jackie told the story, but it made me happy because then I hope that other people. Like when I, when I get into something, I need to know every single detail about it, you know? And that was one of those times. (laughs) Well, I hope that's how, I hope that's how everyone else felt and that you guys, uh, enjoyed that episode. I mean, it's not like you enjoy that case because it's so just upsetting and tragic, but I hope that you guys were also intrigued with it and um, looked up pictures and everything now because it's crazy. The buildings are torn down to pictures is all we have to remember it and everything. It's also like people should know that that's how people had to live at that time and they really had no other choice. Exactly. So. But anyway... On to my story. It's not as crazy as Melissa's. It's just a little something. A little something. Because yours was pretty <laughs> um dark. Yeah. It was definitely a heavy hitter, so. And this story specifically has a special place in my heart because I'm going to be talking about the Bunny Man Bridge in Fairfax, County, Virginia. Well, it's in Clifton, Virginia, but this has a special place in my heart because I remember specifically seeing this featured on the TV show Scariest Places on Earth when we were kids. And the 
narrator of the show was the woman from Poltergeist, so her voice is like so creepy and demonic sounding. The one who sounds like a child, kind of. Yeah, she was like the narrator of the show. And I specifically remember her talking about the Bunny Man Bridge and just the way she said it was so creepy. It literally scared the piss out of me. I can hear it in my head right now. Right? I know. So can I. I can literally hear it and cringe. The OG paranormal. Yeah, that show was so good. But uh, I saw one place say it was season two episode 19 but then a different website said episode seven so i'm not exactly sure what episode it was but that show came out in 2001 so you'll probably have to look it up on youtube or something if you want to watch it but anyway the bunny man bridge as it's known is a one-lane tunnel on colchester road it's in colchester clifton virginia well, Co- Colchester Road, Clifton, Virginia. Is that the real name of it? <laughs> Bunny Man Bridge? Is that the real official no, name? No, I think it's just called, like, Colchester Road, and that's... Oh. Because the, there's, like, an overpass to it, too. You can drive over top of it. There's a little road over top of it. But I don't think it's actually <laughs> called the Bunny Man Bridge. I'm not sure of that. But... There is, like, because the area was, there were battles fought in the Civil War in this area, you know, around that time. It is, like, a pretty historic area, and it's kind of common that there are just ghost sightings and ghost stories and stuff like that around the area. But specifically with this bridge, there's a couple different little tales. One is that if you're there at the bridge at midnight on Halloween, a killer in a rabbit suit appears, especially if you say his name three times, <gasps> you know, like Bloody Mary type stuff. Or like Candyman. Oh, yeah, just like that. That's creepy as hell. On Halloween, it only works on Halloween. I don't know. <laughs> That's just what one of the urban legends is, you okay. know. There was a really, really good article written by Brian Conley for the Fairfax County Public Library. Well, I don't know if that's actually where he, what he wrote it for, but I found it on their website. It was called The Real Life Origins of an Urban Legend, and it was kind of just talking about this whole story, and it gave a lot of information about where the urban legend about the Bunny Man Bridge came from, so... Thank you, because this article was really helpful. But there was the main story that people, I guess, would think of when they hear about the Bunny Man Bridge is that there was an inmate who escaped from an insane asylum in the early 1900s and killed people when he was on the run, I guess, around that area. Oh, my gosh. That's just, you know, what people would say. But then when historians, especially the author of this article, looked it up, it was pretty quickly uh, verified that that did not happen. And they didn't really find any murders in the area of the Bunny Man Bridge or anything like that. So it's just a rumor, but... It was just a rumor, that much was about the person escaping from an insane asylum. Insane asylum. 
But there was like a little more truth to the bunny man part. Oh no. In November of 2000, the Washington Post ran an article and it had some, it talked about a collection called the Maryland Folklore Archive, which it had a lot of papers from Maryland college students that were just papers about like local legends and local history and stuff like that. So the author of this article about the Bunny Man Bridge went through some of those papers and saw that there was one written by a student in 1973. She attended the University of Maryland and her name was Patricia Johnson and she submitted a paper called The Bunny Man and she had actually interviewed 33 students from Prince George County, Maryland and she had just asked people about like the story of the bunny man and if they had heard it and stuff like that. And she got a lot of variations of the story, but they all had like some types of things in common, such as there were like a good amount of people said that they had heard a man dressed in a bunny suit had chased people with a hatchet or an axe. Ew. Some people had heard that this man had attacked people in their cars. Other people had heard that it was couples attacked in their cars. And others said that the bunny man vandalized homes or buildings. Only a couple mentioned, like, murder in these stories. It was more like, he'll come and get you type stuff, I guess. But this was 20-some different students who all said that they A good amount of people, yeah, like, had just heard of this type of story or urban legend. Did anyone specifically say that they had seen or had any contact, or was it all just I heard? Do you know? I'm not sure if you do. I just, like, came for your story real quick and was like, do you know? Do you? (laughs) Well, there was actually, she had talked to somebody who was 17 at the time, and it was a woman, and this person in her paper, which was written in the 1970s again, So, this was when the interview was done, and the person said, I think it was last year or maybe before that, I came home from school, I was listening to the news, I had just gotten in and I heard there was a man and a woman sitting in a car, it could have been teenagers, but they were just parked and all, and all of a sudden they looked up and there was this bunny, you know, this giant bunny just running out of the woods from behind the woods and all, and he ran out in front of the car. And he had a hatchet, and he threw it through the car and just turned around and went back. They were just shocked. They just sat there and watched. Then an old man came out of the house and warned them to get off his property. They tried to explain and everything, but he just wouldn't listen. And then they took it to the police afterwards. And the police went back and all and asked him if he had seen anything. And nobody had seen it. Until a couple days later, then, a lot of people were saying that they had seen the bunny man. And then after that, the police tried to investigate, but they couldn't get anything. And then they found these places that sell costumes and all, and they found that it hadn't been but three people that had bought costumes. Then they, you know, long put their ways away and brought them back and all, and it wasn't them. And nobody ever found out 
about the bunny man. It just went on for a couple weeks and then died out. So the author of this article, being a good historian, looked into articles from around that time, around the 1970s, and he actually did find articles from October, I think it might have been 1970, if not that year, like in the 1970s. There were two articles, one called Man in Bunny Suit Sought in Fairfax, and then one called The Rabbit Reappears. What? So the first one said... Fairfax County Police said yesterday they are looking for a man who likes to wear white bunny rabbit costume and throw hatchets through car windows. <gasps> Honest. Air Force Academy cadet Robert Bennett told police that shortly after midnight last Sunday, he and his fiance were sitting in a car in the 5400 block of Guinea Road when a man dressed in a white suit with long bunny ears ran from nearby bushes and shouted, you're on private property, and I have your tag number. The rabbit threw a wooden-handled hatchet through the right front car window, the first year cadet told police. As soon as he threw the hatchet, the rabbit skipped off into the night, police said. Bennett and his fiance were not injured. Police say they have the hatchet, but no other clues in the case. They say Bennett was visiting an uncle who lives across the street from the spot where the car was parked. The cadet was in the area to attend last weekend's Air Force Navy football game. What the hell? That is seriously so creepy. Could you even Ugh. imagine sitting in the car with your lover and you just look and see a bunny is running out running of the woods with a hatchet? You. I seriously have goosebumps right now. I'm so scared. Yeah, that is like definitely one of my. I mean, not my worst nightmares, but it's just it something. is like somebody running out of the woods towards you, even if you're in a car, is so creepy. And of course, something about the costume being something that's typically cute is really creepy that they're wearing something cute, but you have a hatchet with you. Makes it that much worse. Right? Don't ruin bunnies for us. So, The Rabbit Reappears was the article written two weeks later. And it said, a man wearing a furry rabbit suit with two long ears appeared again on Guinea Road in Fairfax County Thursday night, police reported, this time wielding an axe and chopping away at a roof support on a new house. What? Chopping away at a roof support? Yeah, on a new house. Less than two weeks ago, a man wearing what was described as a rabbit suit accused two persons in a parked car of trespassing and heaved a hatchet through a closed window of the car at 5400 Guinea Road. They were not hurt. Thursday night's rabbit, wearing a suit described as gray, black, and white, was spotted a block away at 5307 Guinea Road. Paul Phillips, a private security guard for a construction company, said he saw the rabbit standing on the front porch of a new but unoccupied house. I started talking to him, Phillips said. <laughs> And that's when he started chopping. All you people trespass around here, Phillips said the rabbit told him as he whacked eight gashes in the pole. If you don't get out of here, I'm going to bust you on the head. Phillips said he walked back to his car to get his handgun, but the rabbit carrying the long-handled axe ran off into the woods. 
The security guard said the man was about five foot eight, one hundred and sixty pounds, and appeared to be in his early twenties. Oh my god, that is so, okay. All of that is nightmare fuel. But about halfway through, when they kept describing it as the rabbit, I just pictured a, a human-sized actual rabbit just like <laughs> get off my property. <laughs> that would make it better. But that is, honestly, the fact that someone is wearing the costume and doing all of that. What if the window was open in their car? That's so scary Then yeah, he just threw it in, like... And this is, what, the third person at this point who has reported he's thrown an axe at them? Well, this person, I don't think he threw it at them, but he was chopping at a house, an unoccupied house, and said he was going to bust their head with it. Damn. The Fairfax County Police Department didn't have record of the first assault on Robert Bennett and his fiance, but they did have a vandalism incident report about the October 29th about the bunny man hacking away at that unoccupied house. (laughs) So it basically is confirmed that you know, there was a bunny man who was doing something at this time. It's kind of crazy when you think about it that they actually couldn't catch this person just because they would have to, I feel like, live alone. Because how is no one in the house if this person who's doing this lives in a house with others? How is no one else seeing them sneak out into the night or day in this bunny costume and come back? That's a really good point. And in the police report from the vandalism thing, when police did try to investigate it, they didn't find, like, a whole lot. But uh, an investigator went to the construction offices of the subdivision, I think, where, like, that home was. And he said that somebody who had worked for the subdivision, said that a man had called and identified himself as the axe man and complained that someone had been messing with his property by dumping stuff like limbs and stumps and stuff on his property. (sighs) And he said, you can make everything right by meeting me tonight and talking about the situation. Oh! So... The police, like, were obviously going to go and set up a stakeout, but the person never showed up. That is really creepy. Were they going to throw an axe at them from a distance? (laughs) Perhaps. But on March 14, 1971, the investigator wrote... After a very extensive investigation into this and all other cases of the same nature, it is still unsubstantiated as to whether or not there is really a white rabbit. The only people who have seen this so-called white rabbit have been children of rather young ages and the complainant in this case. Upon interviewing everyone in this case that might have had any knowledge of any incidents concerning a white rabbit, that has been... No significant information uncovered that would lead to the identity of the person or persons that were posing as a white rabbit. This case will be marked as inactive. (laughs) Oh my god! So, sadly, I guess they'll never really know if there was a bunny man. I thought the people complaining were teenagers. 
They said that they were children. I know. I was like, that one guy was like in the Navy or something. Like, why would he just lie about it? The first guy who was like... Yeah. He was not a child. The first guy who was there with his fiance. I'm like, what? I don't know, really. I like how in the first reporting, their fiance and whatnot, and then when police want to brush it aside, then they're younger children. (laughs) I know, right? Like, what? But... I also, in that paper, they mentioned, that's really, like, all there is, honestly, to the Bunny Man story, but the paper did mention that in 1918, there was um, a woman, well, a girl, she was only 14, who was murdered in the area, and I guess that at the time, like, somebody confessed to the murder. And it was someone who had escaped from prison. But, like, eventually he took back his statement and someone was convicted who lived close to where the girl lived. But I think that's, like, possibly where this whole maybe story came from, was someone escaping from an asylum. I don't know. And, like, killing someone, you know? Maybe they're getting the facts a little mixed up with that case. Hmm. But there was really, there was never proof. There was no thing about someone escaping from an asylum and killing anybody. Mm-hmm. And yeah, sad to say because I feel like this had so much like folklore about it, but it's really not that true. I mean, it is really creepy that someone was in the area in a bunny suit. Yeah, I do wonder, because it does seem like those people didn't really have anything to get out of lying, and they were two very similar times with couples, and then just, why would someone make up that he was just chopping away in a house? That doesn't make any sense that you would just make that up. I agree. But I was looking, because I just wanted to see if it was haunted or anything like that, and a lot of people do say it has, like, really weird energy and stuff. I found on this one website, I don't remember what the website's called, but I'll link it, but someone left a comment about, like, going to the Bunny Man Bridge, and they said, one of the creepiest experiences I've had, this was posted on October 21st, 2020, it says, my boyfriend and I visited Bunny Man Bridge a couple of years ago. We lived near GMU at the time and had been meaning to go visit the bridge for a while. I know it sounds cliche, but it was storming outside that night, and we were just hanging out at home when the power went out. We had no internet, no lights, and nothing to do, so we decided to go check out the bridge. It was about 15-ish minutes away, so we put the location into our GPS and started driving. Once we got into the neighborhood where the bridge was, we noticed headlights behind us. Probably a resident. No big deal. We kept driving. We were a couple of turns away from the bridge, when we saw a row of orange cones up ahead blocking off the road. There were a bunch of streams in the area, so we figured there was some sort of flooding due to the rain. We pulled off onto a side road to look at the GPS to find another way to the bridge. We expected the car that had still been behind us to pass us and keep driving ahead on the main road, or at least turn around because of the cones, but they had fully disappeared right after we pulled over. It was like there was never a car there. It was very eerie. We shrugged it off and focused back on the GPS to find an alternative route. 
There was another way to the bridge, but we had to basically make a big loop to go around the road closure, so we started heading that way. The detour tacked on about 10 extra minutes to the drive, but we were cool with it. We were listening to music in the car and having a good time. Suddenly, a pair of headlights pulled around a bend behind us and started tailgating us. It's a windy two-lane road, so we had to pull over into a parking lot so that this aggressive driver could get around us. When we looked up to seaward, we stopped. We were alarmed to see that we were in the parking lot for an old church's cemetery without even realizing it. This definitely spooked us, and we started to feel on edge, especially after the disappearing car from earlier. Since we'd veered off course for a minute, the GPS thought we made a wrong turn and started trying to reroute us. We got back onto the main road, and Siri almost immediately prompted us to turn left on Danger Avenue. <gasps> Ew. There was no road there but for us to turn on, and the GPS map display was showing us that we needed to just keep driving straight. At this point, we were getting pretty freaked out, but we kept driving. When we finally arrived at the bridge, it was definitely creepy. It was dark and rainy, and we'd already been through a few spooky moments that night. There is an intersection immediately before you go under the bridge. When we drove through, we saw another car just sitting at the intersection to our left. It was really unsettling. We could see the driver's hands on the wheel, but that was it. They never moved, and we couldn't see their face. That was the last straw for us. We were ready to get the hell out of there. We drove forward to try to find a place to turn around. It's a skinny one-lane road at, the, at that point. But we ended up having to slam on the brakes when we suddenly saw water from an overflowing stream rushing over the road blocking our way. We had to put the car in reverse and back into the other side of the intersection so we were facing the creepy car that was just sitting there and make a left to leave by going back underneath the bridge the way we came. As soon as we passed underneath the bridge, the car shuddered and started making a horrible and loud scraping noise. It ended up being a large branch that had gotten stuck and was getting dragged behind the car, but it was plenty to send us speeding away screaming. As we were on our way out of the neighborhood to head back home, we were talking about the night, giddy from all the adrenaline, and my boyfriend mentioned that he kept thinking that every mailbox we passed was a person. I laughed because I kept feeling the same way. Like that one. I pointed towards what looked like the next mailbox that we were about to pass, and we both laughed. As we got closer and passed it, we both realized at the same time that the, that one was actually a person. They were just standing there, staring expressionless out at the road. It was a tall, slim man with dark hair and a scruffy face. He looked dirty and looked like he was wearing a beige shirt and overalls. We screamed and sped out of there and headed straight home. Overall, an insane experience. I don't know if any of our experiences were paranormal for a fact, but I do know that they were very, very spooky and unsettling. I don't know if the man we saw was the bunny man, or if he was a creepy guy that lives in the neighborhood, or if he was a ghost or something. I do not know, but it was insane, and we had a great story for the rest of our lives. Oh my gosh! That was, like, such a cute kind of, like cute like paranormal story with your boyfriend driving through a spooky area it reminds me of goosebumps or something it would be really but, cute like in hindsight at the time i, I would say, be freaked out especially because you're getting tailgated by every single freaking person in this neighborhood as you're driving by i know i'd be like get off my ass that's really 
But there is um <laughs> in the area on the cliff. <laughs> on the... <laughs> so, like basic white girl, <laughs> get off my ass. <laughs> <laughs> me to the ghost <laughs> when I get anywhere. <laughs> I am basic white girl. <laughs> yeah. <That's funny>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in the area, there's like the Clifton Trails, and I'm pretty sure they do a spooky attraction. Oh. I don't know if it's all fall or just like one week in a month, but they do something spooky on the Clifton Trails. Do they have the bunny man run out? Because that I would don't be so know, cool. but they might, and that would be so scary. I feel like some people would freak the hell out. They have to if they're doing spooky stuff in that area. I would think, but oh I would my think gosh! Too. But that was that. <gasps> I want them to make a movie about this area, even though you know there's not a lot of truth to it. I have heard a bunch of people say it's paranormal and haunted and stuff, but I can never find like a picture, an EVP, stuff like that. Yeah, I can never find anything really good, so. And I also read that like the cops are there often and neighbors get really mad about people going there, so it's like not friendly. Like people were like, just expect to like have the cops called on you if you're like out exploring and stuff. Oh, wow. So be aware, yeah, if you were, like, thinking of going. Yeah, you can't just be idling and whatnot. We do not recommend. (laughs) Okay, well then. But I do want them to make a fictional story about this. You know how the movie, the Zodiac Kill... What was it? I don't remember. There was a movie about the Zodiac Killer, and it was all, you know, 50s and kind of the... Setting of it was cool. The movie was disturbing, but it would be cool to make a movie yeah, like this in kind the of. Yeah, seventies. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Bunny Man slasher. That would be a uh, make a good Halloween theme movie. Mm-hmm. Wow, it is still it is still really creepy. The base of it throwing an axe at someone's car and whatnot. Yeah, that's terrifying. I don't like that. Damn. Yep. Let us. That was a good story. Thanks. Let us know if you guys have heard of this, if you guys have ever been there, if you know any tales from there, if you um, have heard anything similar, if your town has a local legend that's something creepy and similar, definitely let us know. Yeah, let us know for sure. I definitely want to hear about, like, the local legends from wherever you guys are from. I love that type of stuff, so. Me too. Let us know on Instagram, Ooh, that's creepy podcast. I'm glad you did this episode too because like I I wanted a after my episode I I really liked it don't get me wrong but at the same time I really wanted you to do something like this that was kind of just like a spooky little tale that lighter didn't, yeah it didn't involve murder just you know creepy creepy energy. creepy vibes yeah, exactly creepy vibes especially because it's October <laughs> love it let us know if you guys watched Hocus Pocus too also let us know your thoughts. Yeah, let us know your thoughts on it. If you guys want us to review it, let us know that. Yeah, or any scary movies. I watch all of them. Yeah. Jackie and I love them, so let us know. We do. And as always, we hope you guys are having a safe and fun fall. Thank you guys for listening to this episode, and we will see you guys next time on Ooh, That's Creepy. Bye. Bye. Want to creep on us? Follow us on social media at ew, that's creepy podcast, or send us an email at ew, that's creepy podcast 
at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks, creepy cats.